You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now let's move on to another incident, which is the death of the Najashi. So reports indicate that shortly after Ja'far ibn Abi Talib returned from Ethiopia, from Habasha, this is after the Khaybar, after the seventh year of the Hijrah, the Najashi, the Nagus died. Najashi, if you remember from our previous discussions, he was the king of Ethiopia and he was a just ruler and he gave refuge to those early migrants of Muslims. So a lot of reports indicate that, yet some other reports, you know, indicate he may have died a year or two later. In any case, one hadith from Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib states that Rasulullah cried for the death of Najashi. When Jibra'il came to him, he informed him Najashi died right now. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib states, Baka buka'a hazinan the Prophet cried with sorrow and sadness for Najashi. And then he said, The first name of Najashi was Ashama, according to a number of reports. So the Prophet told them, your brother Ashama died. And this indicates that Najashi had become a Muslim. He had embraced the path of Allah and the path of Rasulullah And then here's what an interesting thing. The Prophet prayed the prayer of the dead on the Najashi. Allah showed him the body of the Najashi. The Prophet saw his body while he was in Ethiopia and he prayed on him. And this was a miracle because the Prophet is where? In Medina. Najashi is on the other side of the Red Sea in Ethiopia. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala miraculously showed the Prophet the body of uh, Najashi and he prayed on him. Now, it has also been reported that this verse 4.159, Surah An-Nisa 159, was revealed in honor of Najashi when the hypocrites, seeing what the Prophet did, they said, see, the Prophet is praying on a kafir Christian. Why are you praying on a kafir Christian? So one hadith from Qatada and Jabir states that verse 4.159 verse was about the Najashi. وَإِن وَإِن مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ وَإِنَّ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ إِلَّا لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ بِهِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ وَإِن مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ إِلَّا لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ بِهِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ And there are people from the people of the book who shall believe before they die. Now the context of this verse is about Prophet Isa السلام, that they will believe in Prophet Isa but one hadith states this is also applicable to Najashi. He believed in Prophet Muhammad or he believed in Islam before he died. So these narrations tell us that Najashi passed away and the Prophet was very disturbed and, and he prayed on him. Later the news came that Najashi died. Remember Jibra'il told the Prophet, so the Prophet knew before anyone else. Later the news reached that Najashi had died. Now there's a discussion here on the prayer of the dead and how is it prayed? How many takbiras? Sunni sources indicate that the Prophet prayed on Najashi four takbiras, four takbiras. 
Hence, Sunnis use this as one of their proofs that the prayer of the dead, Salat al-Janazah, constitutes of four takbiras. And also, they have deducted that you can pray on the body from far. They call this Salat al-Ghaib, the prayer of the absent. So if someone dies in Toledo and you're in Dearborn, you can actually pray Salat al-Janazah from Dearborn. Why? Because the Prophet prayed on Najashi when he was in Medina and Najashi was where? In Ethiopia. Some Sunni schools of thought have said that. But in Shia Fiqh, according to the Ahlul Bayt, you cannot pray on a body from a distant place. In order for Salat al-Janazah to be a valid prayer, you have to pray on the body. The body has to be before you. So according to the Fiqh of Ahlul Bayt, how do we understand what the Prophet did with Najashi? The prayer that he did was this Salat al-Ghaib, the prayer of the dead in an absent state, when the dead is absent or no? One possibility to answer to this objection, one possibility is that Allah folded the earth for the Prophet such that he became right before the body of Najashi. So he technically prayed on him. The Prophet was not praying Salat al-Ghaib, the prayer of the absent. He was present over there. Allah either brought the body of Najashi right before the Prophet or he took the Prophet there or Allah just brought them both together. That's what the hadith states. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought him closer and so he technically prayed on the body. The Prophet when he prayed Salat al-Janazah on Najashi, he was seeing him, he was there in front of him. So that's one possibility. And so what the Prophet did is in accordance with our understanding of fiqh. Number two, it's also possible that the Prophet didn't pray Salat al-Janazah technically. He just made a general prayer for Najashi, as some narrations indicate. It was a dua for him. And you can do uh, a prayer for the deceased from anywhere. Now let's examine the takbirah, the number of takbirahs. So Sunnis have claimed that the Prophet did four takbirahs and the Prophet continued to observe four takbirahs until he passed away. There is a disagreement between the schools of thought about how many takbiras are to be offered in Salat al-Janazah. So the Shia unanimously say five, five takbiras, while many Sunnis say four. What is our proof other than the Sahih hadiths of the Ahlul Bayt that to correctly observe Salat al-Janazah you say five takbiras, not four? One, the hadiths that state four takbiras in Sunni sources generally have a weak chain. Such as the hadith that's narrated by Al-Hakim from Ibn Abbas. For instance, Al-Hakim al-Naysaburi, he does narrate a hadith from Ibn Abbas that says four, but it's a weak chain. So that's number one. A lot of these hadiths are weak that say four. Number two, we have hadiths that state the Prophet did five takbiras on Najashi, not four. So we have hadiths on this side. So why are Ahl Sunnah taking those hadiths that say four? There's a contradiction. So why are you taking four? Why not take the hadiths that state five? That's number two. Number three, here's what happened. Umar ibn al-Khattab realized that the companions had a disagreement on the number. Is it four? Is it five? Is it six? Is it seven? Is it more? Is it less? So he pushed them to observe four. He told them, let's agree on four, and he pushed them to that. And we're always skeptical of the decisions of Umar ibn al-Khattab, right? 
Not because we have anything personal with him, but honestly we don't find him following the sunnah of the Prophet. So if Umar insisted on four, for us that's not proof that the Prophet prayed four. In fact, it makes us doubt that. The fourth observation, many companions, such as Zayd ibn Arqam, Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, ibn Mas'ud, Abu Dhar, ibn Abbas, Imam Ali, Imam Hassan, peace be upon them, they have narrated that the takbirah in Salat al-Janazah is five, not four. So we have all these trustworthy companions saying five. I'll share with you an example from Sunni hadith, from Zayd ibn Arqam saying five. So here's a hadith in Musnad Ahmad ibn Hanbal. That's hadith number 19312. 19312. And Abdul Aziz ibn Hukay, he says, I prayed behind Zayd ibn Arqam. We were praying Salat al-Janazah on a body. فَكَبَّرَ خَمْسًا He did five takbiras. Then he said, هَكَذَا كَبَّرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلَهِ Then Zayd says, this is how your Prophet prayed. So we have a hadith in Musnad Ahmad that says five. Also Sahih Muslim states that Zayd would pray five takbiras and he said that the Prophet would pray five takbiras on the, on the dead. Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Nisa'i and Ibn Majah, they all have mentioned this hadith of five takbiras, but not Bukhari. Bukhari he's omitted those hadiths. And in fact Tirmidhi considers it a Sahih hadith. He says, Hadith Zayd ibn Arqam, Hadithun Hasanun Sahih. It's a good, authentic hadith. So if someone asks us, Shia, why do you pray five takbiras on the dead? You have in your sources, you know, like Musnad Ahmad, like Sahih Muslim, that there were companions like Zayd ibn Arqam who would say the Prophet prayed five. So we have evidence. Now, why was there a disagreement? We have an analysis. Why did many of Ahl Sunnah believe the takbiras four? Did the Prophet ever pray for? Yes, he did. Can anyone guess in what situation the Prophet would pray for takbiras? Yes, we have a comment here, five for a believer and four for a hypocrite, correct. How do we know this? Imam al-Sadiq tells us in one hadith. In one hadith, Imam al-Sadiq he states, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلَهِ The Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله إِذَا صَلَّى عَلَى مَيِّتٍ كَبَّرَ وَتَشَهَّد When the Prophet would pray on the dead, he would say the takbira and then he would say the shahada. أَشْهَدُوا أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ ثُمَّ كَبَّر Then he would do the second takbira. وَصَلَّى عَلَى الْأَنْبِيَاءِ وَدْعَى Then he would send his salawat on the prophets and he'd make a prayer. ثُمَّ كَبَّرَ The third one. He'd make a prayer for the believers. He'd ask Allah to forgive the believers and the believing men and women. If you've prayed Salat al-Janazah, you remember. Then he would do the fourth takbirah. And he'd pray for the deceased. Oh Allah, bless this deceased. Oh Allah, forgive him. Oh Allah, have mercy on him. Allahumma inna la na'lamu minhu illa khayra. You've heard the dua. Thumma kabbar al-khamas. And then he'd conclude the salah by offering five takbiras. One saraf. So the Prophet, this is how he would pray. Then Imam al-Sadiq says, Allah later commanded the Prophet in the Quran not to pray for the hypocrites. 
Allah prohibited the Prophet from praying on the hypocrites. So what did the Prophet do? He omitted that last part. The last part is for you to pray for the deceased. The Prophet would not pray for them. He says, Allahu Akbar, Shahada. Allahu Akbar praises the Prophets and Messengers. Allahu Akbar, he basically does dua for the believers. Allahu Akbar, done. That's why when the Prophet would pray on a hypocrite, he would pray four takbiras, not five. That's where the confusion happened. Sometimes the companions would see the Prophet praying four takbiras, and so they narrated, no, 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 I saw the Prophet praying four takbiras. Yes, that's true, so the Prophet sometimes would do that. But he would do that on the body of a munafiq, on a hypocrite, not on a non-hypocrite, on a Muslim, on a mu'min. So this is probably, basically, this is what happened. Now, someone can say, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran, He commands the Prophet not to pray on the, on the munafiqeen. Do not pray on any of them. Do not stand by their grave. Our scholars have understood this in two ways. One way, is the conventional way of understanding it. The Prophet would pray on the munafiqeen, right? Four takbiras until Allah prohibited him. Until a verse came in year nine of the Hijrah, Rasulullah, don't pray on them whatsoever. That's it, stop. So the Prophet, after the revelation of this verse, he stopped. The Prophet no longer prayed on any of the munafiqeen. Another understanding is don't pray on them, meaning don't make any prayer for them. Don't ask Allah to forgive them. Pray against them. Hence, hence, we have a hadith that states when the Prophet ﷺ prayed on the body of Abdullah ibn Ubay, the leader of the hypocrites in Medina. We talked about this before in our series. His son Abdullah was a Muslim. His son, the son of this hypocrite of ibn Ubay, he was a Muslim. So he came to the Prophet and uh, the son of Abdullah, he came to the Prophet, he told him, Ya Rasulullah, if you're not going to pray on my father, you know, people are going to talk about me and this is a disgrace for me, please, please, please come and I want you to pray on my father. So the Prophet wanted to honor his request. He went, he prayed on the body of uh, Ibn Ubay, this, the leader of the hypocrites. Umar ibn al-Khattab objected to the Prophet. He told him, didn't your Lord in the Quran prohibit you from praying on, on, on the hypocrites? Why are you, you know, not following the Quran? The hadith states the Prophet became very upset, very upset. And he told Umar basically, do you know what I said? I didn't pray for him, I prayed against him. In that last segment, I asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill his grave with fire. And the Prophet was upset, how do you dare come and accuse me of not following the Qur'an or disobeying the Qur'an. So the second understanding is that the Prophet would pray on the hypocrites. Allah never prohibited him from praying technically on them, but, the Prophet, but Allah prohibited him from doing istighfar for them. Because the Prophet was a source of mercy. So even if someone would die and maybe they were a hypocrite, the Prophet says, oh Allah, forgive them if there's room for forgiveness. Allah told him no. Those who die, and the hypocrites do not ask for their forgiveness anymore. So the Prophet, he would do dua against them. So that's how we understand this difference that arose with the companions. The Prophet would pray by default five takbiras, 
But if he had to pray on the body of a munafiq, who was, you know, Muslim, he claimed to be a Muslim, people recognize him as a Muslim, but we know that he was a hypocrite, the Prophet knew that, Allah had told him. The Prophet would pray four takbiras on him, not five takbiras. So that's how we understand that. In any case, when, when Najashi died, the Prophet according to Shia sources and Sunni sources, he prayed on a Najashi. We believe he prayed five. Sunnis, they have some hadiths that he prayed four. And that's one reason that they've cited that Salatul Janazah constitutes or comprises four takbiras, not five.